A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. My name is Louis Cameron. Speaking to you after day three of the first test, where England have fought their way back into the contest. At Stumps, Joe Root and David Milan had taken the visitors to two for 220, reducing their 278-run deficit down to just 58. That came after Travis Head capped a terrific maiden Ashes century, reaching 152 to fire his side to 425 in their first innings. I spoke to Ricky Ponting a short time ago. Ricky, thanks for, for joining us. Um, since we last spoke, Travis Head made a few runs, mate. Uh, 152 off 148 balls. He hammers it out to the boundary for four. And that will take him past 150, Travis Head. Given the game situation, just, I guess, how impressed were you? No, very impressed. After a shaky start, I mean, I want to, and that's normally the way Travis is, and he's normally a little bit of a shaky starter. But you know, once he got through that yesterday, he just sort of clicked into another gear, and away he went. And didn't look back. It was, it was, it was simply just brilliant, brilliant batting. You know, he pounced on anything that was loose, put it away more often than not. You know, he was very aggressive when he needed to be against Leach, which talking to Justin this morning was a was a team tactic that they were going to try and employ, and therefore put more pressure back on the fast bowlers to keep bringing him back. So he did that really well. Um, and a pretty tough time in the game as well. Like there was, there was some stuff happening in the wicket when he came out there. Um, the Aussie has just lost Warner and, and Green to successive balls. And um, you know, one thing that we talked about in commentary yesterday, which might have made the start of his innings a little bit easier, was the fact that he, Alex Carey was with him, and, and mm-hmm. vice versa for Carey starting his innings with Travis Head as well. So, um, but no, sensational knock. I mean, I, I, I was really shocked when I looked up and saw how quickly what he was actually scoring. You know, late last night, and then. A bit the same in that first session today. I know it was a longer session, two and a half hour session, but he kept his scoring rate up right the way through, and um, you know, just a, a brilliant, a brilliant knock. Easily his best Test knock, and as we've been talking about, the third fastest Ashes hundred in history. So um, he should be very proud of himself. He could see how much it meant to his teammates as well, yeah. which was the thing that really stood out to me. Um, how excited and happy they were for him, which is a great sign around the team. And what does it say about, I guess, his mental strength? When you think back to the 2019-20 Boxing Day test century he made, his last test century, there was a bit of conjecture over whether he'd play in that test as well. I guess to be able to tune it out on that occasion and then to tune similar kind of stuff leading into this Ashes test, what does that say about him? Yeah, I mean, you wonder what was sort of spoken to him leading into selection for this game in Brisbane. I mean, I was on record and you asked me, actually. You know, I thought they might have gone with Kawaja um, mm. Going up into the into Brisbane, being his home ground, and the record that he's got in Australia, but um, they decided to go with Head, and he's he's paid him back. So that was the first thing I said to Justin last night. It was well done on, on a great selection. You know, they've obviously looked long and hard, and there was reasons why they went with Head, and they've all paid off for him in this game. So, um, and if he, if he'd been, you know, I think he probably would have gone into this game not thinking about hanging on to a spot. He's, he, knew, he knows the spot's his for an amount of time. He's going to make the most of the opportunity he's got. And that's certainly the way he played. I think, mm. you know, talking to Bluey and a few of the guys that have seen him more at Sheffield Shield level, that's more like a Sheffield Shield innings for Travis Head mm. where he, he is aggressive and he does try and put his stamp on the game and, um, and, and on the innings, and that's what he did. He played beautifully. Has that got to be the blueprint for him? I guess when you think about a number five, um, potentially it's, it, maybe it is why they went for him over Kawaja. Um, is that aggressive template the blueprint for him? Oh, 
I think it's everyone's, to be honest. I mean, if you're in a, a positive frame of mind and um, everything just happens better for you, you yeah. move better, you move quicker, you, you know, see the ball clearer, you make better decisions, and that's certainly what it looked like with him. After his first 15 or 20 balls, um, it just looked like he clicked into another gear, and that might have been mindset, it might have been intent, you know, but he certainly played well. Whether it's a blueprint, you know, he might never score another 100 off 85 balls in his life, but at least he knows he can do it, and it's given him a bit of an idea about... Um, probably the right, as I said, frame of mind or mindset that he needs to be in for most test innings he plays. Just finally on him, I noticed uh, Justin said to you guys on, on Channel 7 this morning about um, some of the technical stuff that they'd noticed with mm. him, a little bit about his, his chest, and it's all above my head, mate. So, um, yeah, can you kind of explain what, what he was talking about and, and what you noticed? He talked mostly about Travis covering his off stump. Mm. Um, so his pre-movements and even when he's moving into the ball, if, if you think back through his career, he's, he's always been a little bit back with his weight and a little mm. bit inside the line of the ball, hence why he ends up feeling for a lot of balls, wide balls that he doesn't need to. Um, and it was obvious that they've been trying to get him to get across and in, in more in line with the ball, which Justin said allowed him to play those pull shots that he played really well on, and a couple of the cut shots too. And even the shots down the ground, you know, late in his innings. Yet I don't think I've recalled hardly ever seeing Travis Head play a, a classical on drive. Mm. And the shot he played to bring up his 100 was just the perfect on drive. So, you know, good signs there. Tech, Technically, but you know, to be able to play an on-drive as a left-hander back down the ground is, is always a good sign. So as we speak, England are two down. I hope as we speak. We don't have a TV on um, at the moment. But um, Joe Root's batting quite nicely. He, he survived a tricky period there early on. How important is this innings for him? You know, England are probably a bit out of this test, but how, how important, I guess, is it for, for England in the series? Well, I know as a visiting captain, it's really important for you to start the, the, the series well um, with the bat mm. or, you know, if you're, if you're a captain. Um, and he's, you know, duck in the first innings uh, and a lot of demons would have been in the back of his mind about, you know, Cummins and Hazelwood's record against him. Um, they had a good crack at him early today as well at the start of the second innings, which I think tactically was absolutely right. He was good enough to get through that. And and now he's now he's often playing really well. He's just brought up, he brought up his 1,500th run for the calendar of the year. He's had an amazing, amazing year. But um, him and his team can t- take so much from the fact that the captain's standing up you know, under the, the heat of the battle and, and getting the job done so far. I mean, he's probably going to have to go on and make a, a big 100 or a double 100 if there's any chance of winning this game. But um, so far, so good. And Milan's been good with him as well at the other end. You know, I said on air that there was a good dynamic in the partnership because one's ultra-confident, captain of his country, mm-hmm. needs to stand up, and the other guy's just come back into the team and mm-hmm. he's not going to give it up either because he's fighting so hard to keep for his place. So, um, yeah, the Aussies are going to have to do something to try and, to try and break it up a bit. They lost two uh, quicker ones a bit earlier. One stat I wanted to put to you, Ricky, uh, Rory Burns has opened the batting 264 times in first-class cricket. He's only faced the second ball, so not faced the first ball, four times in that period. Was there a bit of um, you know thinking about that first innings in what he did the second one? Well, the four times might be the times he's opened with Hamid. Right. Because Hamid, might, they, they might be taking it in turns. Right. So, you know, it depends on it. We had this conversation on air. It depends on what your partner wants to do as well. Because if you've got two guys that want to take the first ball, mm. then you've obviously got to rotate. But if you have guys that don't really care or, or one that doesn't want to, obviously, um, or if you've got two that do want to, then you've got to take it in turns. I don't want to, then you've got to take it in turns as well. So that might be what it is, because they would have only opened it a couple of games together, wouldn't, I, wouldn't they? Um, but the, who knows? There might have been something in it. You're always fighting little things, little demons like that as an opening batsman, especially when you knew when you knew that Mitchell Stark was going to be bowling the first the first over again. 
Nathan Lyon, uh, he seems to be, he seems to obviously really want that 400 wicket, um, as we all do. Um, what are you noticing from him? Is he straining a bit for it? I don't reckon, no. I think he's bowled really nicely today, yeah. Mm. He's, he's troubled Milan a few times. Roots played him really well. Um, his energy, his release, he's getting good shape on the ball. They're all the things that I look for with Nathan Lyon. As soon as you see that little bit of drift and a bit of overspin, that's all I want to see from him. And he's, I think he's done that well today. I mean, it's... I don't know how many times it's been brought up in commentary today, even, but it'll, it, until he eventually gets there, it's something he's going to have to, to, to live with. But, um, and he shouldn't be putting any extra pressure on himself for that, for that wicket. I mean, it's, it's, it's just one more wicket, and it's going to come sometime. Uh, and if he's putting pressure on himself, he's only going to make it harder for himself. So you know, I'm, I'm, if I was one of his teammates, or if I was the, the captain, I think that I'd be just reinforcing that with him all the time. Final talking point for today, David Warner's been off the field since, uh, since Australia went in. Um, if he couldn't play in Adelaide, who would uh, who would have to come in for him? Do you think? Do you, th- do you think we're at that point that we that we'd be considering it? It's a worry that he's not out there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll have a, a better idea when he bats in, or if he bats in the second innings. Uh, you know, I noticed that after he got hit, he came at us one of the breaks, and you could see that he had a little guard over that area, and I got I got a bit of, a bit worried about it then because I've never seen him with a chest guard or anything like that on before. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Yep, and even if it's even if it's just bruising, I would think that he'd be out there feeling it was just bruising. So that's what I'm a little bit worried. Might be a bit more to it than what we're hearing just yet. Mm. Um, if it's a broken rib, I'd be surprised if he would be able to play uh, the next test. And if he can't, I think it's probably Kawaja that goes mm. in and opens the batting. Um, although he hasn't done it the last couple of years for, for Queensland, he's done it for Australia before. Um, he's obviously in really good form. Um, so I think that's probably the way they go, yeah. He has done it before in, in pink ball cricket. I think it was four summers ago against South Africa where he, he opened the batting. I can't remember who was who was injured at that point. But mm. So you're kind of saying that even though he batted at five in that England Lions game the other day, he's been batting at four for Queensland, as he pointed out. You think he's kind of experienced enough to adjust if that was to be the case? Yeah, well, yes, I think he's experienced enough. Mm. The fact that he hasn't done it for a while would be a, a bit of a concern. Mm. And as a batsman, if there's one place you probably don't want to be opening, is it? A pink ball game in Adelaide <laughs> we'd be happy to get put in at night because we saw what England did there on the last tour there was one night in that test match where England got to bowl late with a brand mm. new ball and the, the thing swung all over the place of which Usman played that game as well mm. um, I think I think he can do it uh, and if it's not him then I'm not sure where I'll be looking at that, you know and you, you, what you do you don't want to be bringing anyone young in because it's such a a big series for that to happen, so it, I, I think it'll be Kawaja. Paul Wilpakovsky, I'm sure, is uh, is watching on, isn't he? Well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, I've said it before. You sort of go to bed every night just hoping that there's good news for him the next morning. Um, but we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that he's back playing sooner rather than later. Wonderful. Thanks, Ricky. Cheers, mate. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.